Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. This is Therese Skelly with another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. And oh, goodness, I am just going to say, I have a total girl crush on my guest. <laughs> We're my guest today. So, <laughs> mutual. We have this like big love fest happening. So this is Wendy Collier. Wendy and I have been colleagues for years, right? We yeah. followed each other. I've spoken on some of her summits. And, and so I'm like, we have to have you on my show to have my people <laughs> hear you. And so mm. Wendy... Welcome, welcome, welcome. I, you know, again, I always like to hang out in your energy. And so tell us what you do and what you love about it. Mm, I love that question. It's so juicy. So I am definitely, I'm a transformational business coach. I would, I would, yeah, business coaching is a little boring, a little dry. Right, I definitely yeah. do the transformational work within so that the outer results can be achieved in what I call a soul fueled business, a business that is that is rooted and found the foundation is rooted in your soul fuel, what your soul is here to do. And then providing and equipping the training and the education, the skills, mm -hmm. skill development around the marketing and the business in and out of all that to make that work, to make that mm -hmm. abundant and fruitful. Beautiful. Well, I will tell you, I've been interviewed loads and loads and hundreds of times. And I, yeah. Wendy is probably the best telesummit hostess. Like I Aww. love being on Wendy's shows Aww. because of the soul fueled thing, you know what I mean? And because of your energy, I think we're really similar, but you have such a standards of excellence. Like you, the work mm. you do is mm. just excellent. Thank you. And I know that sometimes just because we look all shiny, we have our stuff together today. <laughs> It wasn't always that way, right? And so, <laughs> so I know that you have, you know, what I call a journey story. And so, hello. So, where do you want to start? Like, just letting folks sort of get to know you and, and kind of how you got to the brilliance that you are today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Do not let outward appearances deceive, you know, in terms of any conclusions one might draw about how someone got to be where they are today or that it was easy breezy, you know, and before you and I began, I mean, we were sharing that there are so many stories, so many times in my life and in my journey, my business journey included where there were extreme difficulty. And it was like, how do I pick one? You know? right, right. So I think, <laughs> I think the most poignant, you know, sort of season in my life mm -hmm. was um, approximately 16 years ago. So a little while ago. Um, but that's when I really started to feel the stirring within me. I was working for, you know, a very well-known company in the Silicon Valley. I was in high tech and 
senior marketing positions, blah, 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 all the things and feeling deep emptiness, like really oh. we're talking empty yeah. and, you know, having trouble even falling asleep at night because I felt so empty, didn't want to wake up in the morning to do it all over again. Right. Wow. So there was that deep sense of knowing I was meant for more. I had a call in my life and and the, and there was the fear and they then I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do. I have no idea. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just shot in the dark, chose the first business. One of the first businesses I chose to try was a real estate investing business. And its mission was to fund the freedom of exploited children worldwide. Oh. And so right about that time, I met someone who I thought was the love of my life. And it all seemed perfect because he was interested in starting his business. I had already started the business. He happened to have an interest in real estate investing. So we joined forces. We fell in love. Well, we fell in love. And then we joined forces. Uh -huh. And I was thrilled because mm -hmm. I was, in, I was, you know, a bit later in the, the game in terms of age that you usually get married. Right. Right. And my family was thrilled and they were like, oh my gosh, this is, everyone was just so on board. And the proposal itself was insane. It was, I was in Italy on a girl's trip and he actually arranged with my girlfriends, planned the whole thing and flew over there at the end of our trip, right before we were going to leave, flew to Italy wow. to propose. And it was this dramatic, yeah. insane out of a movie proposal, right, right, on a private right. island off the coast of Tuscany, blah, blah, blah. So I was just ecstatic. I was so happy. And then we also had this business, you know, compatibility piece. So we went into the business together and began uh, building our lives. And, mm -hmm. and we were um, living in the San Francisco Bay Area. We decided to move to a beautiful town in Southern California. Mm -hmm and where I am from and where I have family still there and all of that. And so he bought this beautiful home and we became, we were engaged um, to be married, like obviously. And we were gonna root our lives in this gorgeous, perfect, like picturesque community in this perfect house. And he bought a house for us and all the things. It was looking good. It was looking yeah, good. Like yeah. all the plans were in place and like the wheels were in motion and, you know, we were about eight weeks from the wedding, which is just around the corner. So everything was already done, solidified, mm -hmm. bought, you know, yeah. everyone's plane tickets were bought, hotels booked, you know, it was a done deal. And I woke up on just an average day. Um, I woke up one morning, I was starving and oh, there was only, there was just hardly any food in the house. We were just getting settled and I found this banana in the house and mm -hmm. I ate a banana. And I thought, I'm just holding off until my fiance wakes up because we're probably gonna have to go out to breakfast together. So I found something to hold me over. My blood sugar was crashing. So there I was. And I suddenly was confronted with him in the kitchen and he was extremely angry that I had grabbed this last banana. And all, the next thing I knew, he was shoving me across the room, aggressively, forcefully, oh violently, slammed me up against the wall, was yelling and screaming in my face. It was insane. It was just this he, he had never moment. done that before? Never, that never, never, oh never. No God. sign. Yeah. Uh, although there's always signs. There was emotional, okay. there were emotional things happening that didn't make sense that I was, and this is the point of the story because I was, I felt real concern 
okay before and in fact i had moved the wedding date once and i was feeling concerned but ignoring my own intuitive guidance that's what we do yes because of the external opinions and expectations and people everyone wanted this for me right no fault of their own and they didn't know all the intimate details some people did and they were still encouraging so the emotional yes there were emotional um unhealthy very unhealthy emotional things going on that was the first time it manifests physically mm-hmm. i consider that moment against the wall to be the best moment of my life wow the best okay go deeper with that my life in what way was, was him there and the whole best moment ever that was the biggest wake-up call it was the wake-up call of my life that i needed mm-hmm. that i hadn't had prior obviously yeah. and that i needed to do i needed that moment in order to do the work i do in the world today and there's nothing else that would have caused that awakening to happen other than something like that for me it needed to show up physically for me to believe it and and to understand really where what was happening and to have it in my face was huge and i and i always refer to that moment as my ticket to freedom and it's so you know that's why yeah, i have my summit called yeah. my ticket to freedom was that wake up and then the realization that i needed to now get out of this mm. immediately like i was not the woman who was going to try to figure this out because yeah. we had already done premarital counseling we had already done and there were problems already showing up and counselors showing concern but not saying concern they were just showing it in their faces mm-hmm. to me and so i knew i then needed to dismantle the whole thing he had just bought a house that was a couple million dollars we had moved our lives 400 miles we had both of our families you know a hundred couple hundred people going to the wedding it was significant wow so so how did you have the courage basically to call the family to tell him like, because that is huge. It would have been so much easier just to quiet the voices and go along because everybody had a path for you already set. And it looked good. $2 million house. It looked good, right? It, all, it looked great on the outside. Like on yeah. the outside, it looked beautiful. Wow. Like everything. He was also physically beautiful. You know, it was a whole, yeah. like the, everything looked right. The house was beautiful. He was beautiful. The whole thing, you know, and it's very deceptive when you're in that situation, especially when you have, we're all conditioned with the media and whatever about what it's all supposed to look like. Right. Right. So first of all, I couldn't tell him right away because I now he showed a side of him in Jekyll Hyde situation, a side of him that I didn't know existed before at that level. And so I needed to be very slow, careful and safe in how I exited the situation. So I actually led him on to believe that we might have a chance for a little while yeah. until I transitioned out. Mm-hmm. Um, with respect to my, you know, finding the courage, it was very much, no one else is going to be married to this man but me. No one else oh. is going to be living this life but me. They're not going to be living with him, mm-hmm. married to him. They're not right. going to be living my life. Easy for them to say whatever they feel. Right. It's right. my life. It's my marriage. It's going to be my husband. I can't do this. This wow. is if he's doing this right now. What's he doing yeah. five years. a year in five years? Right. Right. Yeah. So not okay. <laughs> so I think the courage came from realizing it was honestly Therese because I had feelings and inklings before that. 
It was the physical oh. manifestation that gave me the courage because it was like, okay, Wendy, um, your gut. Yes, right. yes, right. Your gut was right. Like you knew something was wrong, but you couldn't put your finger on it. Now it's in your face. Now, okay. So there, you, it was easier, even though it was hard because of the all the stuff you had to overcome. It was a confirmation, it. right? It was a confirmation that was like I was right. So why do you think I'm going to use you and then women? Yeah. How do we get talked out of our knowing? Like, like you had mm -hmm. the clues, right? You knew. And yet, so let's talk about that because that's what happens for a lot of women we work with. Yeah. I love that you put it that way. Talked out of your knowing. Yeah. And this starts, I think, as little girls. I mean, a lot of it's social conditioning. Right. I mean, depending on the family, your family of origin, depending on the people that were around you, certain families are are a little, you know, more evolved past this, yeah. but we're often told, you know, that not to, there's a lot of discounting of how one feels when you're growing up because parents with all their good intentions and good hearts want to direct and guide their kids. And they have a prescribed path usually mm -hmm. ahead of time. Like they need to do these things. Right. So if the child expresses any diversion from those things because they feel differently or they have an inkling or they feel like they're gui being guided, you know, even right. though they don't use those words, the parent's going to try to get them back on the path, oh, yeah. Yeah. right? So it's good intention, well-intended, but right. it does train us from birth to question where we think we should go because someone was always there saying, no, I don't, you're not going to make money doing that. Or, you know, artists, you may not be able to sell your right. paint. All this stuff is continually being told to us. And by the time you become a full-blown adult, which I was a full-blown adult, I was still looking to others and, he, and listening more to their advice than my own inner knowing. Like I knew that I knew that I knew something right. was off. Right. So how did you get from we obviously know you got out, but mm -hmm. then you, you like, have this beautiful concept of soul fueled. So how, how mm -hmm. like, did this kind mm -hmm. of horrific wake up call lead to yes. the creation? Like, so, so talk about that. Yeah. So that is when I, that, that is the origin of my soul fuel was that moment against the wall because I needed to again, see it for what it was, face it. And then I also knew I needed to figure out how I got there. Yeah. How did I get there? Yeah. And then once I could, and then I knew once I figure out how this happened, mm -hmm. I need, I want to help other women, not necessarily with domestic violence, but just, I want to help other women to tap in, tune in and turn on their own inner knowing right. so they can make the best decisions for themselves in their job, relationship, all the things. I am a business coach. So it applies, you know, I'm mm -hmm. using that as my skill set for that, but it applies across the board, you know, to everyone. And so my soul feel is to facilitate the awakening, healing and empowerment of women. And that was born in that moment. And I needed to find it for myself first, legitimately with integrity and full alignment. So from that moment to the launch of my business was actually um, about eight years. Okay before I fully you really healed, on it. Yeah. stepped yeah. in, like Good. never turning, like in turn, I left him right away, you know, within a month or two to unwind, mm -hmm. I had to move and all that stuff. But in terms of my own 
awakening, healing and empowerment, Mm -hmm. it was a good eight years before I felt confident enough Mm -hmm. that, okay, I can now lead women down, you know, down the path of full empowerment of full trust and confidence in in themselves and in their inner knowing. Yeah, that's a great story. And I love, you know, sometimes my clients will come to me saying, like, gosh, I'm not really working on my business. And yet they're doing their soul work. They're doing the healing work. They're, they're, they're doing what you did, getting in alignment, making right. sense of things, not doing it again. Right. And they yeah. go, oh, but I didn't do enough marketing, didn't make money. And so I think, I feel like we measure the wrong things. We measure the productivity and the output and we neglect the inner work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're working on yeah. your business. You're working on yourself. So you're working. On your business. So why don't you speak to that? Because I, I feel like people get they get like something's wrong with me that I have to do this now as opposed in to in terms of a business. Yeah. Like, like something's wrong with me that I'm, I'm working on healing now and I'm not generating as much money or something's wrong with me that I, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And what I just heard you say, is it took you eight years to yeah. be in the space emotionally and energetically where you can say, okay, yeah, years. I mean, that's the, I love that you, you can share that story instead of I was an overnight sensation. <laughs> Bullshit. Nobody does that. So let's talk about the importance of the self-work, I think. Yeah. During those eight years, I did start other business. I had other businesses. I actually wrapped up the real estate investing and then I did another marketing consulting business. But, and my point in sharing that is that I just chose the business that at the time I could do with integrity. Beautiful. Right. So then I transitioned because I did the real real estate was no big deal. It's just mm-hmm. like properties. Yeah. So I had nothing to do with like my own. <laughs> you weren't selling yourself. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then the marketing consulting was just corporate accounts. Just, mm-hmm. you know, same old, same old, just easy breezy while I was healing. Right. And then it wasn't until I felt I was, I was really in a position where I could legitimately authentically with integrity be there as a women's empowerment coach and so essentially yeah. until you know the eight year about eight years after and then now through yeah. you know i've been in business eight and a half years now in this business uh-huh. so i think what's important during that transition time when you're in that healing period which is essential and absolutely necessary mm-hmm. is to if you want a business is to work on a business side gig or full-time that you are in integrity with mm-hmm. good right and that might be something different then the next evolution of your business or your work. And that's okay. Like we go through these iterations, right? And these cycles, hopefully, I mean, we're really dynamic. We evolve. We, as we evolve and grow ourselves, that's when our businesses evolve and grow. And that's going to look different now, perhaps if you're in the middle of a lot of healing, than it will in five years or 10 years. And that's okay. So how do you tell people to um, quiet your mind and Mm -hmm. surrender? Because sometimes that's what it takes. You know, we get the the masculine way of doing things is just more hustle. And what I heard you allow was for the, for the the next thing to emerge and like, oh, wait, that's not a line. Hold on. You know what I mean? Like you, it wasn't a formulaic, here's my seven step plan for you to get to the million dollars. Right. It was, it was organic. It was internal. Like it was soul fueled for you. Yeah. So how do you, how do you help people um, navigate that process? Well, that I would say is, is that's what I do in soul field discovery, which is my one of my signature courses, which, and that is all about going within it is, it is about tuning in. And like I say, tune in, tap and turn on that inner source of knowledge, inner source of wisdom, listening to your body wisdom, like Mm -hmm. 
and creating that space and the time for yourself to go within and to find those places that still need healing and then to amplify the strengths you have right they're there even in yeah. our lowest of lowest moments you've got strengths that you can bring to the table to do something with and to create something with mm -hmm. so the quiet i gosh i talk about that a lot is like morning routines spiritual practices energy practices going within i don't know how people do it without some kind of meditation practice mm -hmm. guided visualizations kundalini breath work you know those are so important journaling walks in nature journaling right. you know intention nice. setting all that good stuff right that's really it's nice. essential i do it every day myself those things yeah good good so what if somebody has like i think i want to do this i think this might be my soul calling but hey that is that really going to make me money or i don't know if i'd be like yeah. what are they going to think if i do that right like how do you help people just like a hear it commit to it get it out in the world because because it can be scary you know you left corporate you left silicon valley and you're a transformational business girl. you know like <laughs> people must think like you're a wackadoo like why would you leave the corporate world yeah. right and i know that's another story no one asks that story. anymore though <laughs> like, they might ask in the beginning but there we go there we go they're like how'd you do it <laughs> can you show exactly. me yeah. exactly mm -hmm. yeah so how do you help people like just say yes to that and and start on that journey that's my favorite part is you know mm -hmm. helping women in the identification of their soul fuel and that's a process. That's that's what I mentioned, soulful discovery. I mean, yeah. once you know what your soul is here to do and you put it into words and it's past mm -hmm. what I call the litmus test and it is certain and it's solid, it, it doesn't change either. Um, you can't not do it. You can't <laughs> not do it. That That is what gives you the courage to go after it, to do it, to build it, to create it. The question of how, how do I make money with that mm -hmm. is, what we what I also help women with inside discovery, which is the second half of the process is the monetization. So how do you yeah. position it? How do you message what's your high level positioning and messaging to attract your ideal clients so it's appealing to them? And that's the business and marketing aspect that when you apply it to your soul's work, that's when it can work. I think a lot of the the lack of confidence is just a lack of knowing, you know, the steps and, and everyone needs guidance and help in those steps. Yeah. You have the steps, it's like okay i can see this now but when you're trying to do it on your own and spinning in circles of it's course it's scary right. right yeah and that's where i think the ego or the gremlins i call them the gremlins like who you it's never gonna it's already yeah. been done tony robbins is already doing it you know trace is already talking about it wendy already did that yeah you know, like our gremlins will try to talk us out of it so you sure. really need somebody's powerful belief but wendy the part that i just want to go hold on let's pick this back up you can't not do it yeah that is the i had a very well established client come to me and she had a whole business totally referral based making millions and she's like i got this thing i got this program that my soul wants me to do and i said you don't have to like you're like like literally uh -huh. defend, defend why you need to because you don't need to you don't need the money you don't yeah. need, and and what it was is i said to her you your soul's not gonna let you off the hook is it and she's like oh god no right like and, and so so that's when you know it's soul when it just yep. doesn't it won't up. leave you alone it won't <laughs> leave you alone it literally <laughs> won't leave you alone have you had any moments where you're like can i just please go back to corporate are you are no, I, mean, Never. I don't mean that no, no, i don't mean no. that literally i don't I, what i mean is did you ever wish the soul would just let you off the hook or were you always in like okay cool i'll just go on 
I've never, ever for a second wanted to go back to corporate. <laughs> I had headhunters, Apple, I mean, huge companies, wow. right? Pursuing yeah. me with amazing offers for several years. Yeah. And I was like, this is the universe's test to see if I'm really committed to my calling. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, I took a little time to learn how to make the money, right? right. So I've never looked back or never Good. for a second. Um, but so what was your question? Your question was like, have I ever wanted oh, it to go away or yeah. it was scary. I would say I was, I would say that it was scary that when I didn't know how to make a living at it, there was that period of time of like, okay, I know I'm supposed to do this, but how am I going to actually make a sustainable, consistent, like stable income right. doing this work? That was scary, but I, I would, I can't say I ever wanted it to let me go. Okay. Good. I will say like, there's always that next level. So right now I'm being called to another level that, you know, there, there might be a moment where I'm like, <laughs> do I have to be the person like, like serious? Do I have to be the person? Really? And it's such an honor though, but like, I have had those moments right now presently, yeah. you know, about this next thing. Cause it is scary. Anytime mm -hmm. you go to that next level, mm -hmm. waiting for fear to go away is just literally you're going to wait your whole life. It's you're always going to feel fear at some to some degree. It's how to manage it. That's why I have so many tools yeah. to handle fear myself and then for my clients, because it always comes up. Right. Right. So it's doing it in spite of the fear. Not yeah. Because I, I think what happens is when when you just start or when you're up leveling either one, you're still this yeah. place. Are the part of us that is trying to play safe is going to look for signs. Oh, see, I got that job offer. Maybe that's a sign. No, like right. I love what you said. Bullshit. What I say is it's it's a it's a way to strengthen your yes. Right? Yeah. Yep. So it's not like oh no, a shiny object, you know. And so the fear as well. It's like so. How do you navigate? Like, give just three tips. I have so many. Oh my I know. God. I know. I think we could talk for seven hours. I love the topic of fear. Like yeah. that's just such a fun, juicy one. Oh, let me just say really quick, though, with what your point is around, like you get the job offer, you think it's a sign, maybe I should go back, right? Right. Here's an important thing to do. It's to, okay, when I imagine myself going back, how do I feel? Mm -hmm. It's just a simple way to do it. Yeah. Nice. How, when I imagine myself going, when I did that, I felt nauseous, sick, disgusted. No. When I imagined good. continuing on my path, I was like excited. Yes, fear, yeah. still fear there, but I was excited. Right. But no nausea, no disgust. Like, <laughs> so that was how I knew the yeah. sign. It wasn't a sign. It was a sign right. to strengthen my resolve, my commitment. That's exactly. it. Exactly. So in terms of fear tools to manage fear, oh my gosh. First thing I think, Therese, is to like put fear in its place. So first of all, you do not need to identify and be your fear. Like it doesn't have to be, you don't have to believe every thought that crosses your mind. You don't have to buy into it. Mm -hmm. I like to see fear as like a separate entity mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that it's not you. Yep. It's out here. Yes. So that, so if you can somehow separate, right, that this is an outside entity. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a couple different visuals I think can work really well. Everyone's different in how they visualize, but imagine fear at the wheel of your car and it's driving right now oh. and fear is a little kid it's reckless it does not care about you it does not care where you're going it does not care that you're happy it's just fear and it's in the you know driving your car uh -huh. and you know what it's gonna drive you off the cliff so 
if you're I love that one really good I like I like to think of it that way and it's like okay dude like you got to get out of the driver's seat so now we can't kick fear out of the car because it's just part of life right now on planet earth and part of human nature you could possibly strap it to the bumper of the car but I like it's better to I think put it in the back seat okay and just go I hear you and I'm in charge now. Right. So beautiful. That shift can be important. The other one that can work for people, especially people who've been bullied, who are bullied as mm-hmm. children, mm-hmm. is to consider fear a bully and give it a name. So if you had an actual bully in school, you could name it that. Yeah. Or you come up with a name of the fear slash the bully who is yeah. fear. Mm-hmm. And keeping you, pinning you down the playground, not letting you play, not letting you get up, telling you horrible things about yourself. Like if you think of it as a bully, sometimes that can conjure up the righteous anger. Right. You're going to fight back. Fight back. Right? right. And to deal with it as that, you know, you just like, no, I'm not going to listen to you. Yeah. Cool. I'm listening to the higher voice, the higher self, the yes, the bigger yes mm. in my life. That's awesome. Really? The only the third one really quick. Nice. Is Good. The, is my strategy, flip it, which is really? what is fear telling you? Mm-hmm. And I actually use this at a time in my life where I desperately needed it with my aunt, my mom and my sister cornered me at Thanksgiving and they're like, is this really going to work? Do you think you might have to go back to a job, blah, blah, blah. And I just used in my head, I took everything they said mm-hmm. internally and I flipped it to the opposite. So they said, are you going to make money doing this? Do you think you might have to go back to work? In my head, I went, I'm going to make great money doing this. I'm never going to ha- go have to go back to work. Nice. Um, Ooh, so like fear is fuel, fuel, right? You kind yeah. of feel it. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. That's great. Yeah. Those are my quick ones. (laughs) Wow. And just think like in 30 seconds, you got that. I want you all to follow Wendy because Wendy is like, oh my gosh, her her writing is great. Her products are great. Service is fabulous. So where can folks follow you? Well, wendycollier.com is my main site. Um, And then you could always go to Instagram. I'm at wendycollierworldwide as well. Okay. And I know you have a free gift for my folks listening. So what do you want to share? Yeah. I have a Soul Feels Starter Bundle which is five steps to confidence and clarity to grow your soul field business and impact the world in a big way. And that includes a audio program and two PDF downloads um, to get some soul field sparks going, what I call soul field sparks. The passions to monetize playbook is super, super powerful. Ooh. It actually gives you the passions you need to monetize. Um, it's pretty much an ironclad process. And then you got the audio program as a compliment as well. So yeah, it's and, and the, the, link, the link will be in the yeah, the link okay. will be in the show notes yeah. as well too. So Thank that's you. so awesome. Wendy, you're just uh, I just I just <laughs> I awesome. hang out with you for days. I but know. I, this is good. But I want you to like just sort of go in and see if there's anything else that you want to share. Any you have so much wisdom. You're just a, a wealth of knowledge. And just to see what your heart wants to share or what your soul mm. wants to reveal next. Mm. Final gift. Yeah. I think I would say just to look for those areas in your life right now where you are waiting for permission. You're waiting for someone to give you permission to do something you know you need to do in your heart. And and that can be subtle. It can be really subtle and it can be overt and there's everything in between. So just noticing in your body and in your energy field, are you waiting? Is there a pause? that you're waiting for permission from someone else to do the thing you know you're meant to do and to give yourself that permission, to give you Mm -hmm. the big fat permission slip 
to unleash your soul fuel, to know, to mm. discover what that is, to then step into that fully, step into your calling and be the person that you're meant to be without needing anyone else's permission. Beautiful, beautiful. Very magical, powerful words. Ah, so gang, was I right? Did you enjoy this? I know you would. I knew you would. So Wendy, thank you so much for sharing thank your journey you. and your, your just beautiful energy. I know folks are going to want to follow you. So thank you. thanks everybody for listening and um, feel free. Why don't you send this episode to somebody that you know could use it? If you have a mm -hmm. friend or loved loved one, it is kind of waiting for permission or is that a place in their life where they're like, they need to make a decision. They need to say yes to themselves. They need to leave something or they need to have the courage to pursue something. Send them this episode. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's get it shared. All right. Peace and blessings. Much love, Thank everybody. You. Bye. Hey, this is Teresa. And I'm so excited that you were with us today for another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know, if you are inspired to get to that brilliant place. If you heard some wisdom today that made you think, yeah, I need some help in that area, I would encourage you to have a conversation with me. Super simple, you just go to treeskelly.com forward slash let's connect. It's a no charge, no pressure conversation. And if I can support you to clear the blocks, to really step into that brilliance, oh my gosh, it would be a delight. And I'll be honest with you, we'll just have a great conversation and see where we can take it. Peace and blessings. Bye.